and welcome to Breaking the Curtain with me, Chrissy, and me, Joss. Don't forget to silence all phones. Or don't, it's a podcast. And most importantly, enjoy the show. Good morning, Baltimore. Welcome back to Breaking the Curtain. We are joined today by the effervescent Nikki Metcalf, who's currently playing Tracy Turnblad on the national tour of Hairspray the Musical. You can catch the tour all over America now. Shimmy on over to HairsprayTour.com to find the closest date to you. Nikki, thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome to Breaking the Curtain. You play Tracy in the show. Can you tell us a little bit about your character and what you love about playing her? Sure. So... Tracy is a 16-year-old from 1962 Baltimore. She has big dreams, a big heart, and even bigger hair. (laughs) Um, We start the show by her wanting to be on the Corny Collins show. And it's not really a place where she sees people that look like her. And throughout following her dream of being on the show, she meets a community of people that teach her how to change the world for the better. And to stand up for what's right. And the message is just so much bigger than her being on the Corny Collins show. It's, it turns into integrating the, the television show completely. And, you know, throughout the show, it, it's a big growing experience for Tracy and a big learning experience um, in, you know, finding out how to do what's right. And, you know, the message is so much bigger than her. Oh, I love this show. I'm so happy. Me too. <laughs> Me too. So Hairspray's been around for a bit, actually. It's been around for a long time. Were you really familiar with it before getting involved with this production? Yeah, so I actually grew up watching the movie from the 80s, and then I grew up watching the 2007 version. I saw the show on Broadway. It was one of the first shows that I had seen. And it's always, it's so corny to say it, but it always has felt like Tracy has been like a part of me. And she you know, she affected how I grew up and how I saw myself within theater and what I wanted to do. And just seeing someone so confident on stage that looked like me. I mean, it, it's incredible. And then now to be doing this show and hopefully making that impact on people across the country, it's just, I, I don't even have the words to say how excited I am that I get to do it. It's, it's a dream, a dream. Mm. That is so awesome. Yeah. That's <laughs> a circle nice. moment. Mm-hmm. So you're out with the touring production. Um, what are some challenges that come with being on tour with the show, especially in these during during COVID times? Yeah. So it's it was really interesting. I actually started the whole audition process from a video. I was working as well, I was in rehearsals to play Tracy for Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines production. And we actually ended up getting sent home from rehearsals because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I had happened to send in a tape and sit while the open call, the infamous open call happened. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I said, I would be, I would regret it so much if I didn't at least reach out and see if this was a possibility that I could, you know, be with the original creative team working with you. So, you know, everything shut down. And a few months later, I got an email asking if I was still interested. And I was like, of course. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I didn't end up going back with the ship and I kept being in 
calls for this, which was a bunch of Zoom calls like this and work sessions and self-submissions. And I did the entire process virtually, which is something, you know, musical theater for it's such, you know, a live experience. So having I mean, it worked out. It, it's been <laughs> amazing. But to think about everything being virtual and the first time I am meeting or even talking to my full cast is the first day of rehearsals. Wow. wow. Like I had no idea. It was, I mean, but I mean, luckily they did such an incredible job and the hunger that you felt and the love to like be back in the room again in October when we started rehearsals, incredible. and. You know, of course, we still have the COVID challenges now, but we have protocols in place to keep us safe. And I mean, listen, I'll I'll do anything to make sure I can be doing this. So yes. yeah. no matter how challenging it can seem, it's still completely worth it to be having live theater back. Yeah, mm-hmm. mm, that's beautiful. So well said. <laughs> seems like the kindest group of people the kindest mm-hmm. group of performers. Oh, I really hope we get to see this tour soon. Yeah, it looks like you guys have so much fun. Yeah. Yes, it's actually genuine joy and laughter and smiles like every single night. There's not a single night where I'm faking anything. It's it's all real just because, you know, I love it so much. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Oh. Is there a place on the tour that you are super excited to visit or maybe a place that you've already visited? Well, my two of my favorites that we did get to visit were Chicago and St. Louis. Those were absolutely incredible, but we still have yet to visit Baltimore, Maryland, where the show takes place. So, I mean, to be able to sing Good Morning Baltimore in Baltimore, I we were supposed to open the tour there um, before things got pushed back because of COVID. Um, but now it's toward the end of our first leg. So I'm I'm itching to get to Baltimore and <laughs> see what it's like to be, you know, around where this story was created. Right, right. Oh, that's so fun. <laughs> Do you have any pre-show rituals or routines? Sure. I mean, I have, I have, you know, my little 10-minute vocal warm-up that I do. I, I mean, Tracy does. A lot. So I can't do too much before the show just because you kind of have to save all your energy for the stage. So I do like very little physical kind of warm up because the show kind of warms me mm. up. But I do a little 10 minute vocal warm up. I kind of consider Good Morning Baltimore as the end of my warm up because for me, it's a song I've been singing my whole life. So I'm able to you know, have fun and really check in with myself. Like, okay, how am I doing today? Mm. Um, I do have our Amber. We, um, she actually puts on my fake eyelashes for me um, before the show. And it's kind of a, a time for us to connect, make sure we're okay. Because of course the show has, you know, we, we don't get along in the show and, you know, we are mean to each other and it's a good, way for us to connect and Mm. check in on what we need because that's important to be able to tell the story Mm -hmm. authentically is to trust each other to do that um what else I've been doing this you know these TikToks that sometimes I'll (laughs) film before the show I never thought I'd be a TikTok girl but I'm having (laughs) a great time um just 
seeing, you know, what kind of stories I can make from the show and incorporate it in, into the little TikToks. So that's been really fun. Um, but I also do check in with myself before the show and say, okay, well, as much as Tracy and Nikki are very similar, um, I do have to kind of separate it because, you know, a lot happens with within Tracy's show and her story. And there's a lot of hurt that she goes through. Um, so I need to kind of say, hey, I'm going to take care of Tracy now. I will come back to take care of Nikki later. You're okay. Like, it's okay. You're going to go do this. And to have that moment to really check in with myself before I go and do this has also been something that I've tried to incorporate every single performance to mm-hmm. just, you know, make sure I'm good. Yeah, that's really important. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, of course. Like you said, Tracy does a lot. So how do you keep yourself um, kind of primed physically, emotionally, mentally to do multiple shows in a week? Sure. I mean, I won't say it's easy, but I, I will say it's, it's worth it. And it's been a huge learning process. I mean, I have grown up with the show my whole life. So I have been singing these show these songs almost my entire life. So luckily, you know, vocally that's, you know, that's kind of okay. Um, though, you know, to do eight shows a week is really hard, especially coming back from the pandemic of all of us just kind of sitting. So the rehearsal process was a big learning curve for me to come, kind of come back and see, okay, what do I need to do to protect myself on stage as well as what do I need to do in my downtime? So on our big, long bus rides from city to city, I will try and talk as little as I can um, and do kind of quiet activities to protect the voice. I try to get as much sleep as possible, you know, drink a lot of water, all of the normal things that, you know, you hear people do. Um, But then trying to balance it with, you know, I'm still a human outside of the show. So getting to do things like going to a local coffee shop and just doing things that, you know, make me as Nikki happy and settled and keeping that balance Mm -hmm. um, is good for my mental health as well as the physical health. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. And during the show, do you have a moment that is like, you're like, this is my moment. It's my favorite part of the whole show. Do you have a favorite? You can pick more than one. So it changes every (laughs) performance. Um, I'll, I'll give a few, I'll give a few. Um, Obviously there are some performances where um, the light flashes on me and I don't know if you guys have seen the show before it. So the the show starts out, the light flashes on and I'm sitting in bed and my eyes are closed, but there are some performances where you hear the audience start roaring even before I open my eyes. So those have been some of the craziest, most incredible moments even you know even before I do anything so I'm trying not to smile while I'm like pretending <laughs> to be asleep um I can hear the bells for me is so magical and so wonderful and just being able to paint that picture of Tracy's fantasy and yes. like that's amazing um coming out for welcome to the 60s it's another big one um I love good morning Baltimore reprise I remember singing that when I found out that I got the job I I mean a role that I've wanted to do my whole life I 
was singing the songs in the car and I could not get through good morning Baltimore reprise without crying, like physically oh. crying. Cause I was just so excited. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I'll eat some breakfast then change the world. And like, mm-hmm. just, ah, it just, I love it. Um, so good. without love is a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And I mean, of course you can't stop the beat. I just, mm. can you tell it's really hard for me to, to pick a favorite? <laughs> it's, I love it all. I love it all in the story, in the, the growth that Tracy goes through. And what I hope I'm bringing to her is, you know, seeing her grow up and, you know, having her first heartbreak, having her first letdown and watching to see what that does to her and how she turns it into, you know, something that can help others um yeah just just all of it (laughs) yeah Tracy is truly she's one of the most beautiful characters that I can think of in musical theater and just like I think of Tracy and I see like just like this glowing heart yeah I'm inspired by her I mean I have been my whole life but getting to actually be her and embody her it just it feels right it feels like I mean she's still teaching me things and helping me as Nikki Mm -hmm. um I just I feel very lucky Hairspray has been around for a very long time like you said there was the movie and the musical and the movie musical um I would love to ask you if you'd like to speak to its relevance in the world that we're in now because it has had such a long and lasting message yeah I mean if anything I think hairspray is just as, if not more relevant now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen, we've seen so much hurt and so much pain in our world. And it just, I mean, I'm like tracing the fact that I just don't understand why we can't love and respect one another, despite any differences we may have. I, I, I don't understand how we can value one type of person over another it's for me I just it's unbelievable to me and to be able to tell a story that of course has I mean it's a musical comedy and of course it has all of the laughter and the joy but to be bringing that message of respect for one another and learning from my cast members. I mean, we had a cultural coordinator on this particular production where we got to sit down during rehearsals and have conversations about, you know, all of the difficult topics that we talk about within the show. So that and learning from my cast members every day and really trying to listen to see what they need, um, especially during I Know Where I've Been, I will say um, for me getting to stand there and listen to it. I mean, the only, uh, me, our link and our penny are on stage and we're the only three not singing. We are just listening. Um, and we get to, you know, reach out and hold hands with our cast members, like where we feel that, like where that is right and where, you know, we need to check in. And I, I use that because I don't have a lot of time off stage. I use it as a time to really check in with my cast members to say, Hey, I've got you. You're okay. Um, and if you're not, I've still got you. Um, because I mean, that's to be able to tell this story every night is 
important and necessary, but it's difficult. And that's, you know, that's not something that I can take for granted. And that's something that I just appreciate so much from my cast members, um, to be able to hear from them, um, you know, what I can do to help, um, or, you know, to make anything, um, to be there to support. Um, but yeah, I think hairspray again, full of love, full of, you know, joy, but it's, it's necessary. We, Mm. I mean, it's clear we need this message and to have everyone come together at the end of the show for you can't stop the beat. And just to show like, look at how much, you know, how much joy we can have if we just respected and loved one another. Yeah. It just, it's vital, vital. Yes. Yes. Very well said. Yeah. Yeah. That was really well said. Thank you. Um, I think we were going to just wrap up with with asking you, um, what can audiences expect when they come see Hairspray? You can expect a little bit of everything. You've got the incredible music. You've got the incredible dancing. I mean, based off of moves from the 1960s. You've got the joy and laughter and hilarity and craziness, but you've also got the love. Mm. And I, I hope you, you know, walk out of hairspray with a little more love in your heart. And of course, dancing along <laughs> with us. Um, yeah, I, I hope it changes you for the better. Amazing. <laughs> it's been such a joy to have you with us. You have such a shining soul and heart. So thank you again. And mm. um, yeah, I really hope we get to see this production because yeah. it looks incredible. Yeah, it truly does. Thank you. We're having the best time. Yeah, we have to figure out where we where we can go. Yeah. Yeah. we'll have to figure that out we're up in Canada so it's yeah. a little okay. harder to get down there but okay we'll, fi- we'll figure it out but will, for those for of you sure. listening who are in the states you can find hairspray at a theater near you and you should go see it because if I could go see it I would be there we would be there in the audience <laughs> every <now>. day <laughs> yeah this is amazing thank you so much for having me